Hi everyone, this is the ad before the podcast. This week I'm shouting out my Ko-Fi account, that's ko-fi.com slash xo underscore Augustine. On there you can donate to get a download of a song I recorded. You can also, if you're in the United States, get a physical copy of my poetry chapbook, Always Loved You Best, which talks about grief and love. So check that out at ko-fi dot com slash xo underscore augustine also if you would like to sponsor this podcast or if you have anything of your own that you'd like to promote please email me at oh wow augustine at gmail.com okay thanks let's get into the episode hello everyone welcome to oh wow the podcast a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of skins uk starting from the very beginning I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 6, Episode 4, Frankie. I know it's been a hot minute since I've uploaded. I would say just expect that for the rest of this season, since my school schedule is ridiculous. I'm super busy, so if it takes me a little while to upload, that's the only reason why. I really appreciate anyone who reached out and wanted to make sure I'm doing okay. I'm totally good and just really busy writing long papers. So this episode is pretty intense. I really don't remember watching it when it first came out. I think this was my first time seeing it and I just want to put a huge content warning for domestic violence and relationship abuse because that is, like, the main topic of this episode. That's what I plan on talking about today, for the most part. So, yeah, not the most uplifting, silly episode. It's really dark and intense. I think that this episode is one of the best representations of how abusive relationships Form that I've seen in any television show. Like, I know this is a really shoddy comparison, but in Degrassi, when they have Rick abusing Terry, and it's just, like, out of nowhere, and I don't know. I just feel like that doesn't really show, like, how these relationships come to be, whereas this episode does that really well, so I'm going to talk about that a lot. So this also might be a long episode. <laughs> But anyway, let's just get into it. So the episode opens with Frankie looking at pictures of Grace, and one of the big themes of this episode is that Frankie's really missing Grace, but it's also deeper than missing her. There's like a lot of emotions that Frankie's feeling about what happened in Morocco, and again, I'm really happy that this season doesn't just kill off Grace and then never talk about it again. Like, we're actually dealing with the aftermath of this happening, and this episode is a good example of that. Um, So then, yeah, Frankie's looking kind of sadly at the pictures, gets up, rolls a spliff, starts dancing in their room, which is a move that I've done plenty of times, is the old, like, smoke and have a dance party to distract yourself. It works. It usually means you're sad, but it works. Um, Frankie's basically... I don't know if it's more just anxiety or if she's, like, actually hallucinating Grace, but she's definitely 
only thinking about Grace and having a lot of anxiety about it. And it starts out with her, like, leaving an exam because she's having a panic attack thinking about Grace. And that just sets the tone for the whole episode. Frankie goes to this pool hall to meet up with Luke, who was the guy in Morocco that was, like, the drug dealer. He's kind of the impetus for everything happening with Grace. So it does seem a little weird that Frankie's just, like, going to hang out with him. They kind of had, like, a thing in Morocco, if you guys remember. There was some flirty eyes and hanging out, but... For the most part, I didn't expect them to, like, come back to Bristol and be hanging out. But whatever. He's definitely giving off a really intense vibe right away. And I was like, ew, Frankie's definitely going to be weirded out by this and never talk to this guy again, right? (laughs) But I was very wrong. Um, So she kind of is like, hi and then leaves and goes home her dad's trying to talk to her about grief in sort of the appropriate way where it's like here's some books that could help and we're here for you and we just want you to be okay but Frankie's not really having any of it and we're gonna get into it later but I think the problem is that because of Frankie's role in what happened in Morocco, there's not just the feeling of grief, but also the guilt that she feels like she was part of the reason that Grace is dead, which is a whole other layer of emotion other than just like, oh, I'm sad that my friend's gone, but there's nothing I could do about it. It's like Frankie was there for it and was like part of what happened. So anyway... I also, I'm sorry, there's no Bristol's Best this episode, just to, like, totally switch gears here. Um, My next note is about Frankie's outfit. It's horrible. She's wearing a purple blazer with, like, a floral lining in the cuff of the, the sleeve, and then red punk checker pants with, like, a Ross or whatever, just, like, generic H&M black striped pocket tee and the whole outfit makes no sense at all i don't understand it so yeah we're just going to leave the fashion segment for the next episode which is a mini centered episode and i assume she will be pulling some stronger looks regardless frankie goes to hang out with luke they're sitting on the side of a hill as they do just sort of overlooking the town and Ugh, he there's a funny moment if you guys watch this scene back he's lighting two cigarettes in his mouth and like handing one to Frankie but you can see that his doesn't actually light (laughs) and the camera's kind of like pan away and take the cigarette out of the frame and then next time you see him the cigarette's like ashing and half smoked which I just thought was really funny like He's supposed to come across as really cool and badass or whatever. And I'm like, bro, your cigarette's not even lit. Anyway, he's such a freak. And I just, it's so stupid because when you're watching it, 
you see, okay, this guy is like really aggressive and weird and intense. Why would Frankie be attracted to this? Like whenever he kisses her, he pulls her hair really hard, which I just, I'm going to self-disclose a lot in this episode as well and just say like, these relationships form, I think, when you are in a place of needing a distraction from your problems. And that's not, like, victim-blaming at all, because I've been in abusive relationships before, and they've always come up when I met someone who was really intense and, like, kind of possessive, and would do stuff like pull my hair while we were kissing and of course watching it from the outside when you're in a good place you're like that is so many red flags but when you're in the moment you're just like oh my god this person like really cares about me and that's the feeling that gets you hooked is like oh this person just really cares about me and they're just really passionate and That's why I think this episode does a really good job of showing that, because to us as the viewer, it seems ridiculous, but you can imagine how Frankie felt. She has all these feelings of guilt, and she's so upset about what happened with Grace, and doesn't feel like anyone understands, and then turns to this person who is just a distraction from all of those feelings, and makes her feel other things, and it's exciting, and it feels passionate and I'm gonna keep going into that but anyway he brings her to the pool hall building whatever this warehouse is and there's this like bizarre fight club scene where he's just beating the shit out of all these people with his little crew I guess they're like a gang or something I don't know And Frankie gets out of the car and is, like, beating this guy down and is looking really excited. And I'm sure it feels like a good outlet for all of these feelings that she has. They do really copy a cook scene. And they're kind of, I think, trying to make Luke a cook-type character. Except cook genuinely loved people in like whatever weird way he could and Luke is just only a piece of shit not that I'm a cook apologist all of a sudden because I'm certainly not but they do literally the same scene that they have with cook where there's like blood dripping down his forehead gash and then they're making out and I'm like oh my god they're not cooking Effie stop trying to make Frankie Effie I will also point this out later in the episode that they keep trying to make Frankie Effie, which they admitted about the writing of this season, and it's so weird. Also, I noted the first smartphone sighting. I think this is like the first actual iPhone sighting in the show. Frankie has a flat screened phone that has like the green buttons to accept calls which the early iPhones had so Frankie goes to school and is already acting like Luke and that's like another weird thing about toxic relationships is you start to act like the person because you really admire them and think they're really cool and usually pretty badass and so you start acting like them in little ways which is bizarre 
And Frankie goes up to Minnie and is like whispering right in her face, sort of threateningly, which is how Luke is. And it's very strange. Minnie's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Was it not bad enough? Like you already have bad taste in men, which I love Minnie. I'm excited for the next episode where we get to focus on Minnie because she's not wrong. Frankie goes back to hang out with Luke, of course. They're spending a lot of time together. This tends to happen in abusive relationships because you get so addicted to the dopamine rush of how this person makes you feel. They can make you feel like the most special person in the entire world. And then also because they're like tearing down your self-esteem in very subtle ways you only feel validated when you're with them. That's like the really fucked up trauma bond that happens. Um, And I think this episode does a good job of showing that too, because it's not like he tells Frankie, oh, you're stupid. Oh, you're inferior. You're weak. It's just the way that he treats her. It's very clear that he sees himself as the leader of the relationship he needs to be in control all the time in his relationships in general and he's always sort of pushing frankie to do things she's not comfortable with or become someone that she's not and that is how you can start to question your self-esteem in those relationships as you're like i'm doing things i normally wouldn't do so maybe who i am isn't good enough for this person and it's a lot more subtle than just having a partner be like you're ugly (laughs) like most people aren't gonna tolerate being told that right to their face i mean i have but like (laughs) i would hope most people it is a lot more subtle so anyway I have a lot of thoughts about their relationship, like I said at the beginning of this episode, so just bear with me. Also, he's really aggressive with her sexually, and that's another topic I want to get into, is just there's a difference between having consensual, aggressive sex that you're like, hey, this is stuff I'm into, please do this, versus the way that Luke is. I mean, he's just a violent person who needs control, so this is not based on Frankie expressing that she's interested in these things. He just does it. And again, that can feel really passionate in the moment. You're like, oh, this person, they're so into me that they just can't get their hands off of me. Like, they just want me so badly. And reflecting on that, it's like, they're just aggressive and violent, and they don't care about your preferences and if frankie spoke up and said hey i'm not into this don't do that i don't see it going well with luke and we see that later in the episode so anyway another great line that happens is when frankie says how do you not feel bad about things how do you not feel bad about doing things and luke says a girl died shit happens um okay Most people have a human emotion called empathy, and death has some sort of effect on them. But we could also just not, I guess. And Frankie seems perfectly delighted by that. It's very sad to watch this happening with Frankie. So she finally goes home and is literally dressed like Effie and is speaking like Effie it's 
it's too spot on. It's weird. They have like the same eye makeup and uh, cadence to their voice at this point. And she's getting in an argument with her dad. <sighs> this is really hard to watch. They're like fighting over her birth certificate. And she's like, you're not even my real dad. And then he ends up getting pushed into a piece of furniture and smashing his head, which is horrible. My heart sunk watching this scene. It's very sad. And Frankie just runs away. She ends up staying at this playground near their house, which we've seen her at numerous times. I guess they're basically just next door neighbors with Nick and Maddie's family because Nick is always at this playground also. So I guess they're just neighbors. And Nick finds Frankie at the playground and is being super awkward and like stretching a lot and I don't know why they're making Nick such a like sweetie pie now I there's some glee kind of moments where this cast has very inconsistent personalities and it feels like every episode they just kind of rewrite some of the characters to like fit in what they want in that episode specifically because I'm like, why is Nick suddenly Michael Sierra's character in Juno? Like, when did he become Polly Bleeker? <laughs> it's very strange. Right down to the short shorts, and then he, like, runs away from their conversation and is like, I think I love you. And it's like, what? Okay, this is new, I guess. So, new development. Nick is now Michael Sierra and in love with Frankie. And anyway, Frankie just sort of shrugs off that interaction, as I also did, and goes to counseling. And I wrote in my notes, it's like Frankie goes to Hollywood, but it's Frankie goes to counseling. But um, it's bad joke. Uh, it's specifically grief counseling. Since I'm in school to become a therapist, I have some notes on <laughs> the representation of counseling. But my first note is that the counselor is not doing a great job building a therapeutic alliance with Frankie. They've just been sitting there in silence for 45 minutes, and I'm like, maybe they could have chit-chatted about a movie or, you know, music or something. Frankie has a lot of interests, so I don't see why they would have to just sit there in silence. Um, but the counselor does use a technique called chair roleplay, which is a gestalt technique. And she puts a little penguin on a chair and is like, who do you need this to be? Talk to them. So that is a real counseling technique. And Frankie's like, Grace. And then lets out the emotions, finally, somewhat in a healthy way, which is nice. Although she does throw a chair, so that's probably not great, but... You know, it's good to see Frankie finally letting some emotions out about the Grace situation because she's really just been, like, bottling it up and acting out horribly. And it's much healthier to just go to counseling and to let those feelings out. Highly recommend to everyone. She just says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so many times. And it's really sad. Frankie definitely feels responsible for what happened. And also, that's why I think 
this relationship with Luke is happening because I think in some part of Frankie's mind, it's like, well, if I end up with Luke, then Gracie didn't die for no reason. Like, even though that doesn't really make sense, I can see some sort of, there's some sort of logic there of like, you don't want your friend to just die in vain. So that's just a theory I have. She goes back to Luke's and he just straight up slaps her face at the door. Um, which again is not some like negotiated kink scene that she's expressed interest in. Like he's just hitting her. Violence escalates in relationships. So if someone's treating you like this, please get out as soon as you can. Again, I don't want to hear any comments about, like, what about, like, your kink shape? Like, no, they're not negotiating this. He's hitting her. If you were like, hey, Luke, is this safe, sane, and consensual? Is this risk-aware, consensual kink? He would be like, fuck off. (laughs) And probably hit you, so. (laughs) Anyway, he also, there's a line in this where he says, fuck everything, fuck everyone, except me. And that is classic abuser just straight up being like, you don't need anyone in your life except me. And he's not very subtle about trying to get Frankie away from everyone in her life and cut off her family and her friends and everybody. Like, sometimes abusers can be pretty subtle and just kind of be like, oh, you're just so special, you're better than everybody, like, all these people are so below you. But Luke is pretty much just like, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. So that's uh, another red flag. They go back to the pool hall for their little weekly fight club or whatever the fuck, and Nick shows up and saves Frankie from getting her ass kicked by all of these boys and of course luke doesn't know who nick is somehow but like beats the shit out of him in the alleyway and frankie's like scared to say oh that's my friend stop because uh i feel this like so deeply it's like she doesn't want to say that's my friend because that'll just make luke turn on her and then he'll be like oh this is your fucking friend like I didn't know you were hooking up with some other guys, blah, 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 blah. Like, the jealous possessiveness turns so quickly. And this is a really sad story of my life, but I remember when I was in an abusive relationship years and years ago, and I was hanging out with my best friend, and then their roommate was another one of our friends, and we're all just sitting in the backyard, and, like, my boyfriend wasn't even there at the time. Like, I was just with my best friend and their roommate and I told their roommate like I'm not allowed to talk to you because my boyfriend says I'm like not allowed to talk to other guys and we just like awkwardly sat there and I could only talk to my best friend like it was really fucked up and yeah so I can see how Frankie feels in this moment where she like doesn't even want to tell Luke that she knows Nick because it's just gonna make it worse for her and worse for Nick she is in the car with Luke, and Maddie calls. Maddie's been trying to call her this whole episode. I haven't really talked about that much because Maddie's been trying to call Frankie for many episodes now, and nothing really comes of it. So I just, again, this just serves to like piss Luke off and be like, oh, so you have more guys that you're talking to, blah, blah, blah. 
And by the end of this day, like, the abuser is at his limit of, you know, he's just been triggered all day. He hasn't been able to control Frankie all day. And so he basically just assaults her. Like, he sexually assaults her. Uh, and it's horrible. I think that might be the first time in Skins that this happens. And I don't really want to go into the details because it's super triggering. But yeah, he just like gets in the shower and she finally is like, okay, this is fucked. And she runs away. She goes home. She goes back to the playground and her dad, Jeff, is there and has like a really nice, encouraging talk with her being like, hey, you're actually great and really capable and smart. And I think those are things that Frankie's needed to hear. Like, I know her dads always have the best intentions for her, but just kind of being like, hey, you're fucking up in school. It just makes her want to act out more. I think someone's needed to tell Frankie, like, you're a good person. This isn't your fault. What happened with Grace isn't your fault. And like, you're okay. That's what she's needed to hear this whole time, and no one's been saying it. Uh, Luke shows up to the playground and is literally trying to fight Frankie's dad and is saying, what, oh my god, is saying, no one else is going to want you. And it's like, if people have that mindset, they're not good people. I wrote that he's a little bitch-ass boy. I really hate Luke, and fuck him. That's all I have to say. And Frankie goes to kind of apologize to Nick for his ass getting beat by Luke. And he's like, haha, it's okay, because I love you. (laughs) We'll just see how that escalates, I guess. I don't know if Frankie needs, like, another boyfriend right now, and even she's kind of like, let's just be mates for now. And they handshake, so it's kind of sweet. I'm just like, what is Maddie going to think of all this? Like, I don't think Maddie is as straight-up abusive as Luke, but he's definitely toxic and possessive and is going to be like, what the fuck? And also, that's his brother, so I don't know. TBD on the Frankie and Nick situation. And the episode ends with a police car going by, which I was like, is Luke getting arrested? Because I don't think we see him for the rest of the season. And I feel like maybe this is my conspiracy theory is that Frankie's dad, Jeff, has some connections with the police and like called them and reported a threat or assault or something. And... uh, I bet that the cops, like, went and maybe, like, I'm just like, did they raid Luke's apartment and find all the drugs that he sells? Or, like, what's the deal? I hope that he, (laughs) I hope he got arrested. That's my thought, so. This episode was really dark and brought up a lot of really upsetting topics, but I think it's a really valuable thing to talk about more, and shame and secrecy are how abuse thrive, So I don't feel any regret talking about these topics. I think it's really important. And if you're going into relationships, just look out for these red flags. Like if people are really grabby with you without negotiating consent about it first, if people are really possessive right away, like I'm almost antagonistic with people right up front 
not a lot, you know, I'm really friendly, but I think it's okay to sort of say something that might be a little controversial and just see how the person responds. And if they get really bent out of shape about a really small thing, like that is a sign that it's going to escalate from there. So I think it's okay to just like protect yourself and be a real person. Don't try to like appease people and say what they want to hear because then you don't really know how they're going to be. Like you shouldn't have to walk on eggshells with someone if you're going to be in love with them, you know? That's just not how that works. So you should be able to be yourself, express yourself, set boundaries, and that person should respect them and and be excited about them. Like if someone really cares about you, then your boundaries will be a beautiful thing for them. They'll be happy that you have them. So yeah, anyway, God, next week will be the mini episode. Hopefully we can just see like Minnie and Aloe being cute. Although I think this one also gets messy, but at least it's not like abusive messy, I think. So maybe it'll be a little more fun. And Aloe is just so cheerful. I I really like those two. So we'll see how it goes. And yeah, take care of yourselves, everybody. Like if you're listening to this episode, maybe listen to something a little more uplifting after this. And take care of yourselves and have a nice summer, everybody. If you want to follow on Instagram, it's at oh wow the podcast, and you can message me there and let me know your thoughts about all of this. If you need to talk, feel free to message. That's totally cool with me. And yeah, talk to you guys soon. Thanks, bye.